Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Monday. It is March 20th. I hope you guys had a great uh, weekend. And uh, hey, Friday, not a great day on Wall Street. We'll see how we start the day here in just a moment when Dave joins us up next. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that in the world we live today, there are so many things that we just cannot control. However, you can control the amount of risk you have in your portfolio, but you have to know what that risk is and what it should be. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 for our core retirement design. That got Dave coming up next. Good morning. My name is Morning Dave. We're at 839 now, 21 before 9. Time to check in on money and find out what the Sam Hill is going on on Wall Street because... Lord knows it's confusing as all get out. That requires expert eyes, so we got Philip Statler on the line from Statler Financial Services. Philip, I trust you had a good weekend. Hey, I did. I did have a good weekend and uh, back in the chair this morning and uh, lots of work to do this week. And, you know, the banks aren't, aren't making it any easier yet, Dave. Yeah, you know, that used to be, okay, fine, I'm safe, all my equities are in banking stocks, so I know I'm going to be all right, everything's fine, and uh, okay, fine, just, you know, to, to put everything in perspective, by and large, most of the banks that we know that are around here, everybody says they're well capitalized, they're not going to go toes up, and the big chain banks that we got around here come under the heading of the too big to fail list, so okay, fine, you're going to be okay, but geez, when you get two Swiss banks getting together, Credit Suisse says, oh, to heck with it, throws in the towel, and they're selling themselves to UBS. So if you want to have a uh, an anonymous Swiss banking account, looks like you've only got one choice now, right? Yeah, that's right. And it's funny because the headline I see was shotgun wedding. Um, yep. So, I, and I think, I got to think the Swiss government was involved in uh, making this deal happen. Uh, I, that, that's been kind of the scuttlebutt that I was getting over the weekend because everybody is in a real hot-blooded rush to make sure the deal is done and it's all firmed up and everybody knows exactly what's going to happen before the European markets opened up early this morning. So, yeah, on, only government can force a shotgun wedding that fast. So you got to assume it was the Swiss government saying, we're not going to put up with this garbage just going to make it happen right away and uh, get us out of the line of fire. It did have a good effect on European markets, though. For the most part, they're up this morning, so that's good news. It is that um, you know because it brings some certainty into that marketplace, which is which is good. Um, you know, you got the UK coming out kind of like El uh, Arian came out the other day. Everything's fine. The banking system's good. You know, Great Britain's fine. We don't have to worry about anything over here. Um, and, and banks are the—they're the news today, right? I mean, UBS taking over Credit Suisse, uh, New York Community Bank Corp is buying the assets of uh, Signature Bank, so that's yeah. another one. Yep, so they're buying that out. So, um, you know, that—that's the thing. Everything we have is banking news today. Yeah, yeah, except for Silicon Valley Bank, and uh, and uh, let's see, what was the other one? Uh, the other Republic mainline bank. bank. Well, you still got First That's Republic. A, First Republic yeah. still there. The other two that have gone under, they, they they were dabbling more in the crypto markets than probably was wise for bankers. But First Republic and Silicon Valley, I mean, those were everything being relative 
relatively conservative banks that just really got whacked on bank runs by nervous depositors and the inversion in federal bonds where they had to sell assets at a loss. And that's something that virtually any bank could get into. So the capitalization level on the bank counts for a lot. We've got a lot of banks around this town that are legendarily conservative. The uh, multi-city bank offices are in the big, too big to fail areas. So no, you don't need to pull your money out of your bank here in Highlands County. But I, one of the things I was talking about, and I think while well, you were out last week, every recession that we've had that's been consumer-driven, and most of them are, have started with an event. And, uh, well, we're having an event. We just don't know how big it is. So that makes me a little nervous about the overall status. Well, it does. And I've seen, read several articles that that's right. I mean, every recession you know that we've seen has been some kind of event. Um, and this is definitely an event. And um, so could this be the first part of that step towards that recessionary period? Nobody knows. Only time is going to tell on that. Absolutely. But can, when the consumers pull in their horns and they start stuffing their money in old socks and mattresses, that's what happened in 08, 09. And uh, I, can see the, I can see the nerves begin to tick just off of the pundits on their columns and whatnot. Uh, overall thing I shared with you when we first got on the phone this morning, I found this intriguing. The Federal Reserve's uh, discount window, that's the last resort. If you really need some cash in order to stay liquid in a hurry, banks go to the discount window. The uh, norm is about $5 billion out of there on a day. Uh, last week, we uh, pulled $153 billion out of that. That's, that, that. that's a staggeringly big uptick in terms of the amount of money that banks need in order to uh, you know, get themselves overnight in farms as far as uh, quick liquidity infusions, because no bank wants to go to that, because historically it means that the, uh, the Fed will kind of raise an eyebrow and say, maybe we ought to look deeper. You had kind of an alternative outlook on that, didn't you? Well, I did. I, you know, last week when I was traveling, I was listening to CNBC and some of those other talking heads and um, several of them came up with the, the position that, hey, if you're going to go to the window, whether you need to or not, now's the time to do it because you're getting 100 percent of the value of the asset that you're putting up for collateral. So if you have a treasury that's uh, a five year treasury that may be taking a hit right now and be down, you get full face value for it at the window. So, so they were just saying, you know, from a, from a timing standpoint, now's the time. Okay. The other side of the fence too, is if every, if everybody and their brother is showing up at the window, the fed won't have chance to look at everybody in detail. Well, that's true. Cause everybody's there. So <laughs> yeah, too many to look at. Yeah. If everybody's doing it, you're a little safer than if you're the only one to show up at the window saying, help me, help me, help me. Uh, once again, making the point again, the banking system is not dead. This is, this is not going to be a consumer, or it shouldn't anyway, be a consumer panic like 0809 was, but definitely in the process of a bank needs a quick uh, hit of liquidity just because they happen to have a couple of major depositors take a fair chunk of money out. Uh, they got a choice. They can go to the discount window or they can sell some of their uh, liquid assets. And in federal bonds, that means you're going to take a haircut every time because those bonds aren't worth anything resembling what they were when you bought them. Well, that's right. So that's the, you know, that's the key right now. And that's what's putting pressure on the whole banking system is that rates have gone up so fast and by so much that uh, even sound, solid investments are down right now in the treasury market. And so that's, um, you know, that's their staple. And so they're getting caught 
uh, a little shorthanded because they made prudent decisions at the time. Understood. If you want to take the picture as to uh, where the nerves are showing up, America's most prudent investor, not always the uh, biggest return investor, but definitely the most prudent investor I can think of, Warren Buffett, he's been nosing around Washington wondering what the attitude is because he's got a pile of money in places like Bank of America, Bank of New York, Citigroup and the like. He's trying to nose around and figure out what the risk level is, too, on the regulatory front. If Warren Buffett is getting nervous, that at the very least gives you reason to say, okay, this is more than just gossip and rumor out there, isn't it? Well, it does. I mean, you know, let's face it, he's got some investment in banks. And plus, you know, he owns a couple of insurance companies and they got to put their money somewhere, right? So uh, I'm sure that they use one of those big four. Uh, probably one that he owns, I'd assume, right? <laughs> you would hope. It would, it would seem to be a good idea to put your Benny where the boss owns, owns stock at the bank. Uh, you had some uh, tidbit, and we didn't really get a chance to get in detail. I gather we've got a buyer for the assets of Silicon Valley Bank, the big one out in California that went toes up last week. Now, now I've not seen Silicon Valley. I've seen Signature Bank. So okay. uh, Signature Bank, which is based out of New York, is going to sell their assets, or the FDIC is selling their assets to the New York Community Bank Corp. Well, that's interesting. That's not one of the big ones to buy it either, isn't it? No, it's it's not. So, um, but they're they're buying the assets um, of that. No, the um, the bank out there in Silicon Valley, they basically have reconstituted a bank. The FDIC did, and and opened the doors under the FDIC receivership. Yeah, I know the uh, holding company that owns Silicon Valley Bank went into Chapter 11 in order to reconstitute itself. The bank itself didn't, but the holding company did. That bought them time to be able to put things back together again in a place where they could actually open the doors with some degree of aplomb. And the fact that the Fed pretty much backed up all the money that might have been lost in there doesn't hurt a bit. No, it doesn't. Definitely not not at all. So um, we continue to watch. And, and you know, the... the um, the futures this morning were, were not really pleasant, but they have flipped and gone from uh, red to green. So that's kind of a, a good sign anyway. And that might be a good sign looking at the European markets responding to the uh, Swiss bank situation, setting the table on the thing. There's no reports out from the government data dump this morning, and I'm assuming we don't have any individual stocks to report on, right? No, no, no don't have any earnings reports today. Welcome to Monday. On Friday, we had a bloodbath, everything being relative. Dow was down another 1.2%, down 384 points. Standard & Poor's were down by about 43.5, and NASDAQ was down three-quarters of a percent itself, down 87 points. You mentioned there was a little bit of a turn going on, and I see it now on my delayed quotes. I was negative when we started talking. Now we're slightly the positive. What do things look like 45 minutes early? You know, it's not a bad start if we can hold this for the day. Um, we got the Dow up about a third of a percent. The S&P 500 is up a quarter. And the NASDAQ 100 is up about two tenths. So the big winner right now is actually the Russell 2000. It's up one and a half percent this morning. So uh, I got to think maybe some of the smaller banks may be in that Russell 2000, maybe getting a little bump there. Um, the commodity side, we've got silver and gold still moving up uh, uh, pretty nicely. We've got silver up a little over a tenth of a percent, well over $22 right now, at $22.50 an ounce. And gold is up a third of a percent to $1,980 an ounce. Crude oil is heading south, uh, down about a half a percent to $66.58 a barrel right now. 
about the same neighborhood. I think it was on Friday morning. We're down, and I'm like I've always said, when it's based on expectations of lower economic activity, that's not the reason I want to see the price of oil go down. Overseas markets, the uh, Asian rim was mixed at the close. The Japanese markets were down by about a percent and a half. I'll take it back. They weren't mixed because the Hong Kong market was down by 2.5%. They're profoundly unhappy over there. European markets, on the other hand, are recovering on the bank of, uh, on that bank deal in Switzerland. English, French, and German markets are all up between a quarter and a half a percent midway through their trading day. If this makes you nervous, I was kind of alluding to at the beginning, bank stocks are supposed to be the safe equities to be in. Well, things do change. Time to get some expert eyes on my retirement plan. How do I find you to stabilize things? Absolutely, Dave. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730, 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning. Philip, thank you so much. Enjoy the day. All right, man. Have a great day. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, thanks for joining us today. I hope that uh, your week gets off to a great start. Check with us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.